All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape. With host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. Hi, I'm Nick Alberga, and I hate to say I told you so, but I did. And that's Jay Rosa, my co-host. This is the Friday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by Botano. Defend yourself, Rosie. I should have called in sick. <laughs> Dude, it wasn't the wrong thing to do. I mean, to throw a bet on the Leafs to say that they've turned a corner and learned their lessons and they couldn't possibly do this again. <laughs> going from one of their best games of the year to their worst against a really good team in the first and then a not so good team in the latter. It's just unbloody believable, man. Look, we have uh, 45 minutes to break down that circus from Thursday night, but I want to preface with a conversation we had on this show on Thursday. So let's play that clip. Scheduled loss written all over it. I hate it, man. Okay, well, I am opening up my Botano account as we speak. I love it. Boop, boop. (laughs) Maple Leafs, Colombo, Blue Jays. (laughs) Minus 260 on the money line. Okay, I'm doing it on principle alone. (laughs) Wham. I I barely get my money back if I win that bet, but I'm doing it on principle. I think the Leafs are going to come out. I think they've found something. I think they have character. You can clip this clip. They're mature. I mean, all the reason in the world to get shellacked in New York. And I know it's for different reasons, but they're flying high. They found something. And Matthews is hot. Marners has found something. David Camp is hot for crying out loud. Oh, Rosie. I I don't know what was worse, man. Like, what was the more Leafs thing to do just to start? Was it spotting Columbus, one of the worst teams in the league, a 5 nothing lead after two, or was it the Leafs coming back only to lose in OT? I think the leafy thing is to come back 
just to lose an <laughs> OT, like unreal. And like that bet I threw on him yesterday, like whatever, and nothing bet, like just yeah. principal thing, fine case. So I lose that. But when they're down five, one, I put a bet on them for plus 1600. I have guys on Twitter tailing it. And I was at a buddy's house with my oldest kid and we're jumping around when they tie it. Cause when they made it five, four, I wasn't really paying attention. You thought I turned it off. I never turn a game really off. It'll I always would. still be on. I was ready to. But I thought they made it 5-3. And I'm like, okay, how much time is left? And then my buddy's like, oh, like a minute 10. And I'm like, oh, who gives a shit? And I'm like, oh, it's 5-4. So we're watching. And I knew they were going to tie it up. I already had the big bet on it for with plus 1,600. And I didn't. And then they tie it up. And I'm, they're going to OT. And I'm like, okay, I hate OT. But I didn't think to cash out. I would have actually kicked some ass. But uh I don't know, man. Like, that's where you're going to get value on this team if you want to tail them. Wait till they shit their pants early and then give them a chance to come back. They're great at coming back. They're great at filling the net when they need to. But, like, it's just not a sign of a good team, man, to come out. Like, how are you not prepared for that start? And I'm starting to wonder, like, it's not even an effort issue like it can't be right like you got to be the guys got to be standing up in the locker room saying boys we know what's happened in the past we know what what can happen in these type of games like let's make sure we're on it let's make sure the effort is there let's make sure the pucks are to the net the middle lane drive and the intangibles and all the bullshit you're gonna say how are they not like how are they not responding to that how do they come out that badly to go down five goals to that team only to say oh, we're so good, I guess we'll come out and just rip five in, in the third period to make it a game that we clearly should have won, but didn't. It was utterly revolting, and uh, a buddy of mine actually sent a text after the uh, the warm-up there, and I, I thought he was kidding, but maybe he wasn't. He was like, oh, I just heard Willie Nylander say, let's fucking go. So <laughs> that that was the big <laughs> celebratory, let, let's, let's, let's fire it up here pregame before the Leafs took to the ice with that dog shit effort like man were you stunned at all and i know we'll get to Ilya samsonov later on in the show were you stunned at all by that performance knowing what we know about this team over the last x amount of years where it's a bad team in the league and it's like they don't even know show like maybe they had their holiday party for all we know on wednesday then i got people i got friends defenders of the team the flu bug three and four they're throwing every excuse in the oh, book God. man it it, it it drives me insane it, it really does and i couldn't wait to do this show today well clearly they none of those are relevant because they come in the third and show what they're yeah. capable of so they're all of that's all of that's gone it's i just keep wanting to defend them and say like like i over the course of years and seasons it's like how man like <laughs> there are different players and different coaches you can like how do you have a group? Like it's the leafiest thing ever. And like, this is why I don't really understand why people are annoyed with Leafs fans and think they're the worst and stuff. It's like, look what they go through, man. They're the most passionate, the biggest and have to deal with this shit. Like the only comparable would be Edmonton fans with what they've gone through. But like how man, like who else does that name? Another team that does that. It, it, it It's just the Leafs. Like, and to come out and put up a stinker, you could go say, oh, well, Buffalo got shellacked 5-1 by like, yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a game up here, starting off with the expectations, producing in the first two periods so disgusting. Like, not just like he came out flat or a couple bad, like just disgusting. Like, nobody is there 
to to take it upon themselves to lead the way in that effort. And then you're way down here. And then they bring it back up because they are this good team, quote unquote, to get it back to overtime. And then, of course, they don't finish the deal in overtime, despite like three and four grade A fucking chances. It's just the leafiest thing in the world, man. And I just don't know what that is. I can't quantify it, but it is so real and evident. It just drives me nuts. I would say the silver lining is that for a change, it was the Leafs like at, you know, not being the joke where they came back from five, nothing. I'll say that. So there was some positives, uh, you know, definitely to grab from that game. Want to bring up too? Uh, we, we talked about it earlier this year, man. Ty Domi is everywhere. He was on the dad strip. And then yesterday I'm peeking around on X on Twitter. And I think it's a recent picture. It has to be, but he's in this, this crazy picture with like the who's who of Hollywood, Tom Brady, I see there, Justin Timberlake, Cher, others. And I guess uh, it was the first role at the Fountain Blue in Las Vegas, a brand new casino and resort, I believe. And look who's like front and center. Like who sticks out like a sore thumb, but Ty Domi, man. I would love to see that guy's Rolodex. Yeah, funny. I'm sure he just kind of bowling ball shoulders his way to the front of that uh, that line, and no one does a hell of a lot about it. But uh, yeah, there's some big wigs in there in Vegas. Looks like there's guys I can't remember their names, but they're recognizable, like Vegas icons and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, man, he's uh, he's rolling dice while his kids rolling pizzas over and turnovers and oh. not really producing. Dude, it started with that, man. Like everybody's like, oh, what a sick pass by Kent Johnson to Patrick Line. It's like, no, what a sick pass by Max Domi to Kent Johnson. Max Domi doesn't play with <laughs> Kent Johnson. That's the uh the spoiler alert there. But again, we got a lot to get to. We also got to tell you about the uh varsity collection from Nation Gear. Bring on the team spirit unleash your inner MVP with the game changing varsity collection from Nation Gear. Embrace the winning spirit. We're repping your favorite team with pride. Shop the varsity collection and more at nationgear.ca at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe on YouTube for exhilarating content like this right now at the Leafs Nation 401. Search Leafs Morning Take wherever you find your podcast as well, and we'll pop up. And it's a Friday edition. Looking forward to this one. Looking forward to the Cal Dubas revenge game on Saturday. Can't forget Jason Spetz is returning, and I saw Nola Chari is on IR. So unfortunately, he's not going to get that video tribute. We're going to tee that game up in about uh, 25 or so. But for now, brought to you by DoorDash, it's time for the appetizer. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off, up to $10 in value, and zero delivery fees on their first order, $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25. For 25% off your first order with DoorDash, offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. So. Should we start with the positives since the opener? We talked about many of the negatives, Rosie. Let's do that, okay? Whatever, man. <laughs> so, an eight game point streak, 5 0 and 3. Great stuff. Points in 12 of 13. Austin Matthews is a fucking rock star, dude. Like, sometimes I got to pinch myself yeah, yeah. and be like, I'm watching something unprecedented. Like, I'm not kidding when I say Austin Matthews has the potential to be the best of all time when it comes to goal scoring. And that's tough to say when we watch what Alex Ovechkin's done. You know, uh, Wayne Gretzky, I mean, the list goes on and on. He is that talented, man. He has he had two more goals, seven multi-goal games this season. If he's going to score, we talked about it earlier in the year. If you want to bet on Austin Matthews, you think he's going to score, you bet on, on more than one goal because it makes more sense. He's on a 70-goal pace, dude. It, it's insane he's disgusting at scoring goals man and for some reason like when he gets it in 
in his little spots. He's got, I'd Crazy. say, two, three spots that he likes kind of in that high slot area, especially off to that goalie's left side. And he just, oh, he, he just, he, you just know it, right? You're, I'm sometimes, I never really like react until it's in. And with him, I'm like, I'm kind of like selling before I even know it's in because he just doesn't, he doesn't screw those up. And he's, he puts it wherever he wants and it's always the right place. And he's just a goal scoring machine. Yeah. Um, the consistency, I don't know if it's like inconsistent or not, but it's like, you know, for the, for the caliber that you just, mentioned for him to kind of go and not be noticed for three or four games. We're kind of like, what the hell, which isn't really fair, but three or four games can be like a week and a half, you know, whatever. Uh, But then he just gets two and two and then another two. And they're the big ones that you need. And then all of a sudden he just rattles them off at And then you look at his numbers and it's just this alarming pace. It's uh, he's incredible at scoring goals. And I think that in the first X amount of games of his career, he is on pace with Ovechkin is he not I think he's ahead of him and dude this is literally the 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 purpose of playing hockey is to score goals yeah like I don't think people realize what this guy is doing how easy it makes it look like you're so right watching this guy and again it's so easy watching on tv you can see a play develop but the crazy thing is he he has it develop in his mind like he knows what's going to happen where he's going to get the puck and where he's going to put it before it's you know it's like five seconds before and that's what the all-time greats of the game that's what they're so exceptional at doing but again I was just floored and blown away by watching Matthews again and we talked about this on Thursday show you said like eight or nine posts I think he had two more yesterday I mean he's got 23 he could easily have like 30 goals right now it's even crazy to think about and 23 and 27 still puts him at a 70 goal pace yeah it's pretty fancy man he's uh he's hot as could be and I I expect him to be to continue on that pace or at least something like it. It's, 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 it's why we've signed him. He's our best player maybe of all time. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree. It's hard to, I mean, I would rather yeah. have Wendell Clark on my sure. team in his prime than him. Fine. But as far as just like a pure talented goal scorer, that's capable of X. Yeah. And like all the more reason to be like, let's make hay while the sun shines mm-hmm. and, performances like last night it's just like how are you this good and this bad like how are you this how are you capable of being this good with these players that we're mentioning and and the stats that you run off are fantastic like there is lots of positive there's no doubt we're in a positive point in time in Leafs Nation but how can we be at this at this you know climbing this mountain and getting to the top and saying we are ready we are here this is the best we've we've been able to put together over this course of this era and then and then pull yesterday out. It's just like how, how, how? And I mean, I just I keep trying to figure out what it is. And I, I, I always just assume it's like an effort and a mentality, but it just it seems like it's I don't know, are they just that good at scoring goals and just on a on a night where everything's kind of like no one's taking the lead or making that extra little thing happen? Are they just that bad at defense? Like, is it really that bad? Is it really five against and then five, four, like swings with these guys? Cause it's gotta be more consistent. Doesn't it? I think so. Um, where are you at? Like, is this a definition of insanity? Because I, I wrote, I guess a, a somewhat scathing piece that just was released uh, as we went to air here at the leaf station Four one again here on YouTube at theleafsnation.com where you can check that out. And I was trying to be careful because you don't want to rip on this team too much. I think you have to give them some credit for coming back and stuff like that. And they're still an exceptional team. They're four points out of first in the Atlantic. I get that. 
But to me, it has become abundantly clear through 27 games. There's nothing I have seen, Rosie, and maybe you agree or disagree, that leads me to believe this is a, a different team. And to me, it comes back to two things that have just not changed. The head coach and the core four. Is that reading into it too much? Are you a person that says, you know what, ah, whatever excuses, it's Columbus on a Thursday night in, in mid-December, who cares? Because as you know, I've always taken the other side where I'm like, it's a process. You've got to find a way to to demonstrate consistency at some point in the regular season, build up for those meaningful games. Because I think if you, if you, if you know show for games like this and you're consistently inconsistent, who's to say that's not going to happen in the playoffs and it has in the playoffs. So where do you stand? Like, is is this the definition of insanity? Are we seeing the same thing over again? <clears throat> so doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to start getting on board that this is until they make drastic changes that will overhaul the identity of the team. I guess you just have to expect these games. Like it's who's, how are they that predictable, man? These trap games and these scheduled losses, as you like to call them, like it's ridiculous to, to be that good of a team and to to show all the things that we talk about that are the positives to just schedule in games like the Chicago game. And they've done it to Arizona when they're piss poor and San Jose. And they've done, they just lost to, you know, in horrific fashion, it's more horrific that they come back because Mm -hmm. it's like, they're so capable. Right. So yeah, I don't know, man. I got to like, I'm not happy. This is not just a Thursday night where you, you get a loss. It's not that easy, man. It's, it's more, there's more alarm bells going off to me. And I mean, I want to believe in this team. I want to think that if they tweak a couple things on the back end, they could go deep in the playoffs, but like they keep reminding me of the same shitty problems that are big ones like last night. And that's why I'm kind of annoyed today, but you know, I, I keep expecting different results, like run the clip again, where I'm saying, you know, they're coming off this huge win. They found something they're They're maturing. They have more character than they did. They're figuring out who they are. They're deer short, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, you idiot. They're the same old team. And I don't know. I, I guess that's what sports are, man. Trying to figure out what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen, but it gets annoying when we can predict it the way we can and the way we have, or at least the way you have. I try to be, look at the glass half full, but it blows up in my face on nights like that. All right. Let me tell you, uh, there is a big time problem brewing in the Maple Leafs crease. Like, let's just put it out there. I've, I've been the biggest defender of Ilya Samsonov, man, but this guy's gone full Jack Campbell. Six goals on 35. I thought he was dreadful. Like, the Leafs were shit, don't get me wrong. But there's probably a couple of those you need to stop. And then just the reactions after and the stare downs. And he's gone full goalie. Like, full Jack Campbell, man. And then on top of that, they don't make him available after the game. There's multiple reports on social media. He's, like, sobbing at his stall. Like, this guy has gone full Jack Campbell. And it's like, yeah, that's problematic because your number one goaltender is out for an extended period of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you want it, you want him to find it. You don't want him to go down a dark hole. You want him to climb out. You want him to find positives. And I was on the fence over whether to to pull him last night or not. You know, there's positives and negatives to to both scenarios. Um, I don't want to hear that, that he's staring guys down and getting in his own head. And I mean, man, there can be so much friction, um, from your day to day in the NHL when things aren't going well, especially at that position and you're not handling it well. 
and it's creating you know a snowball effect where it's yeah. just becoming this big black cloud over you you feel tons of weight on your shoulders you're getting frustrated that makes you like retreat from the team and like those are all just bad 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 paths to be going down i want to see him more on a path like yeah you know you have your hiccups but you're you're still working staying positive you know that it'll come you're working with the goalie coach little building blocks you have games like you know he's had a you know his last start was better and then he just these little hiccups just take him as that but it seems like it's it's a bigger deal and he's struggling mentally right now and that's a tough place to be for a goaltender i hope he crawls out of it but i really think that the only way i don't know it depends which direction he's going you keep playing him and he's going the wrong direction you can see a guy like really collapse but how are you going to get him to to play better and to get confidence if he's not actually playing so it's a difficult place to be and you don't have Joseph Wool to kind of bail you out. So yeah, there's some alarm bells going off, but I don't think it's the end of the world right now or just yet. Yeah, but it's concerning because this is a team that thinks they're a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. And you have Joseph Wall, who's still pretty green at the NHL level. Granted, he's been great, but you you need a second option, man. Like I'm at the end with this thing. Like I'm at a point where it's like, let's see what Martin Jones has. Is if if Jones can string uh, together a couple starts, uh, you know, in the next month or so that proves you can be an NHL goalie still, then I'm making decisions on Ilya Samsonov, whether it's trading this guy, setting him down. Like, it's just not working, man. Like, th- this is a a long enough sample size and everything that when, you know, transpired last year, much better defensive team last year. Like, I, I'm at wit's end with this guy. Like, I I really am because I, I you see a lot of these goals go in. You don't even see them in the AHL. He has no confidence right now, zero. And I think you look plain and simple what the Oilers did with Jack Campbell, a bit of a different circumstance, but to hang your hat on this, and again, this team's going to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. They have zero faith in this guy. And uh, spoiler alert, you're going to need both your goalies in the playoffs. Uh, I'm not <laughs> quite I'm not quite there as far as you sure. are with being completely done with them. I think there's hope. I think you bury him in the minors, and, and hope is really lost, man. I can't see in the... You know, from Christmas on to get him in the minors, get him playing well, getting him back up, getting him starts, getting him, you know, enough wins and 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 solid games to get the confidence up to be uh, a playoff goaltender that's going to help you out. That's that's a tall order. I think that you are cutting him loose and done with him if you put him in um, in the minors. And I don't think that we have, you know, reason to do that yet. I don't think his replacement is ready. I don't see a benefit in doing that. But like, it's definitely you know, give, give, uh, give Martin Jones the, uh, a look, no doubt, play him, see if we can find something. We still want to rattle off points and, mm-hmm. and, and keep this thing going, whatever this thing is, I guess it's a point streak, even though it it's is not nearly what it should be, but I, I'm not ready to bury him in the minors yet. I'm sitting here going, come on, Joseph Wall, get bloody healthy. And yeah, I still have faith that this guy can, find some confidence and just have one of those big games. that's just like fucking writes them out of this nightmare. Just want to get the money off the books. And let me tell you something, maybe the biggest piece of business Brad true living has done in his tenure so far is going to arbitration with Samsonov. Like I am pretty sure a multi-year contract was on the table and the Leafs are like, nah, let, let's see what you got again in a contract year. And man, oh man, that a very wise decision. They're walking this guy to UFA. And I think Brad true living might, you know, pay his taxi and and drive him to the airport when he leaves. Jesus, maybe. <laughs> Am I being too harsh? Have- I, I just, dude, 
this is the NHL, man. Like you play hockey for a living and you make money for a living and you get paid significant money to stop the puck and you're not, you're not stopping the puck. And again, th- this is a team issue. I'm not just pinning this on Nelia Samsonov. Like it's unacceptable the way they came out, the way they played for the majority of that game. But if you're not getting a save, it makes the job that much harder. That's all I'm saying. And you played the game. I mean, you can speak to it a bit more. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean whatever problems are going on, whatever's going on up front with your skaters and your players, if you have a goalie that's just not stopping that puck and it is letting those two goals in a game that you just need stops, there's it's too important of a position. There's no hope, right, to, to, yeah. to win anything or to go on any sustained um, you know, winning percentage with any longevity, like the goaltender is your most important player. And I'm just, I don't know. I, uh, I pay attention to his big stops and I, I kind of let the, uh, the weak ones go. And I think you're doing the opposite, which is fair because he's not playing well. He's not reliable. He's not at, uh, you know, a playoff performer level by any stretch. And yeah, I'm glad we're not locked into him for four years. I just, I just have some hope that he can find his way out of this, and uh, I don't know. But he's, he's had time to, to practice. He's had time to, you know, play, get some big wins against some big teams, and and just, you know, to shut the door and have a convincing win against some shittier teams. And he just hasn't seemed to be able to do it. And you know that happens. But what I'm more concerned about is how things are looking in the background with, you know, where his head's at. I'm sobbing in his stall, staring guys down. It looks like mentally he's really struggling. I mean, that's that's the biggest obstacle for me is for him to pull himself out of that because there's no hope for him to get on track unless he can get his head right. Tough to see for sure. And uh, all I can say is I I miss Joseph Wall. And uh, I would give an extended look to Martin Jones that would start on Saturday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Anyways, this segment is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers. Get custom ring building delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece program and an unbeatable pricing policy. The holidays are here. I'd say it's the perfect time to check out a large selection of Canadian lab-grown diamonds, mine diamonds, and don't pay until 2025 with their instant in-store financing OAC. For more information, go to charmdiamondcenters.com. So plot twist, Ryan Reeves gets hurt like early in that game. Very innocuous play, but he goes down and all they said, he's going to be out a while. Um, This is a big moment for Bobby McMahon. Like I've barely noticed this guy. Again, all I can tell you is that a lot of the people who, you know, cover the team in the AHL and some of the minors and stuff like that have been raving about this guy. Alex Steves is another guy. I'm sure he's going to get a shot here. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. You're going to get a look. Revo goes down. Sucks to see, uh, but you have to move on as a team, unfortunately. Yeah, it's kind of a weird injury, man. Not not a good-looking uh, injury for a guy saying I'm capable of skating in this league and blah, blah. Like, it was kind of like a like an amateur blunder. Whoa, just falls into the thing, and oh, God, okay. So, I Man, think- did you see after? Like, you, yeah, you've dude. been on that ice there. There's, like, stairs there, right? Yeah, and I'm trying to think of how far down you go down to like those platinum boxes, and then you got to climb up the stairs to get up to the the locker room level. Like, did he and fall th- or did he fall down the stairs? I'm trying to remember where those goddamn stairs are. Like, it looks See? like he was only a few because it's it's quite a long walkway. Like, he's still by the rail where you touch the kids' hands and throw a puck or whatever. But he goes deeper. I'm trying to remember how far down those two stairs are. Yeah, and if and then. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It totally looks like he just falls down, like slides down the goddamn stairs. Like, fucked. Uh, maybe he w- didn't know what he was playing and he was at the bar and he was like seven, you know, pints deep. And it just, that's why he fell and hurt himself and then fall down the stairs. I mean, that makes more sense than anything. <laughs> But yeah, it looks bad. But when he got up, it looks like he definitely, like he's being tough and he's getting up. He's not going to yeah. lay there, but he's like, oh, he got fuck, hurt. I can't get any weight on this. Something popped, something tore, something twisted. And then, uh, like, they're helping him off the ice. And then once he gets where he can't even glide, where he needs the most help, they kind of let him go. And if the stairs were right there, which, I'm, yeah, they are. He was down the, probably down the tunnel lot far enough and then just completely collapsed. I don't know if he tried to put weight on something and yeah. like an ACL was totally gone. I don't know, but yeah, it looked like shit. I hope it was just, he slipped on it, but I don't know, not a good look for him. He's got to try to stay in shape. He's got to keep his, uh, you know, weight to where he needs to be while he's rehabbing. It's not easy to do that if it's a lower body injury. And then, so say he's out for six weeks with something that he's getting tuned up, then you got to get back to, you know, game shape and how hard is that to do without actually playing and his minutes it's it's a tough fucking look it's not ideal for ryan reeves but uh like you said door opens for other guys those guys got to come up from the ahl and make the transition you know it's a different beast you see so many guys have success down there and come up and don't get it done you got to figure out a way to be effective in the nhl too because here's your chance Probably the worst thing that could happen possible to ryan reeves man like he had strung some games together and Again, I think it's pretty crazy that you have to talk about a fourth liner that way who makes over a million bucks where it's like, yeah, he put two games that were really good together. And again, I'll be the first to admit, love the Ryan Reeves signing. It, it just, it's not working, man. It's, it's not working. It hasn't worked. Come the playoffs game one, do I envision a lineup where Ryan Reeves is playing? No, unless, it, unless you want to effectively play with 11 forwards, like no disrespect to the guy. He serves a purpose. We've been saying that since day one, he was never in our full-time lineups, but this is the worst thing possible that can happen to this guy because everything you just mentioned. So it's a lower body injury. We can go about that far to say look like an ankle or a knee or something. You got to stay in shape. Like you, you, you're holding on your roster position by, uh, you know, very slim margin to begin with. And now you, you have this, like he, he's in trouble roster wise. Yeah, he's in trouble. And he kind of was before, and this is just not what he needed and it is what it is, man. Adversity. You're going to have the ups and downs. He's got a multi-year contract. So it's not like, um, you know, if this season doesn't go well, say he, you know, rehabs it and then has a little setback, takes longer for him to get in. He gets back in and still, they're not sure where to use them. And they give him a shot and it's been seven weeks or eight weeks. And, and then he goes and Holy shit. Does he feel slow? He's getting older. It's not easy to to recover from these things. You know, you lose your legs, you lose your lungs. 
And then all of a sudden it's like this season could be a write-off for the guy, but you know, yeah. the, the saving grace is he's got a multi level multi-year deal, which is, you know, uh, a nice positive for him for sure. But yeah, not, not anything close to what he was needing at this point in, in the season for his position. Rosie, am I the only one underwhelmed severely by Nick Robertson again? Like, I, I feel like he's just faded into the sunset and you see, you see flashes here and there and they give him a shot in the top six. Like it just, I, I think they're at a point where they got to make a decision, probably have made a decision on this guy. Like he, he's going to be a part of a trade or he's going somewhere else. Like I, I just, I don't know where I'm at at Nick Robertson. I think it's always been an unfair expectation because of who his brother is, who he is in the Dallas stars. But I just haven't seen enough where it's like this guy's noticeable to say, Hey, he, he deserves a full-time spot in this lineup. Maybe I, I'm reading it differently. Are you? No, I, I notice him by getting that chance and not burying it. And the, score. Oh, score. That, that's kind of it. That's kind of yeah. all I notice. And it's, uh, you know, he's, he's capable, but he's just, he might be one of those guys that's, more capable to give you that in little flashes or else do it at a sustained level in the American hockey league. But you give him the reins and you give him the ice and away he goes. He's just not going to produce as much as you're hoping. And I find myself doing that with Nick Robertson, just hoping he's going to show flashes. And I just, and that's all you kind of get is flashes. And lately it's just chances that, that don't get finished The Oh shoot. I wish, I wish that was on so-and-so yeah. stick right there, you know, and, and that's not really good enough for what the expectations are for him and what his role is. Um, he's got to be a little bit, a little bit better. He's got to, he's got to be, he's got to produce more and it's a tall ask in that league, man. And I feel for him, but he's gotten chance after chance and it's starting to, you know, the writing's kind of on the wall that this guy might not be the guy that we're yeah. looking for to step up and be, you know, a sustained positive impact on this, on this lineup. Another guy I want to bring up, Jake McCabe, man, he, he's been incredible. The, that, that was a beauty goal. And like, it really, really feels like this guy's becoming comfortable on that back end. I understand in general, this team is a work in progress defensively, but he has really stood out the big hits, the defensive play, the offense, like he has been the total package. And I always say like, you're not going to find anything close, at least to this on this roster to Jake Muzzin. Jay, you know, McCabe's as close as you're going to find right now. I've been really, really impressed with this guy lately. Yeah, for sure. He's, uh, I liked him from the get go. And I mean, I know he had his hiccups defensively and, you know, him and Brody can, can do some things, but it's, uh, you know, they don't get a lot of help from the forwards. Sometimes it's an offensive minded team, as you may have noticed. Fuck, and, man. uh, they get hung up to dry sometimes and it's, you know, he's not a Norris winning, you know, defenseman, but he's that guy that I'm just like, no, he can be the guy that we can really rely on. He can be that leadership guy. He can be, you know, a big piece of the backbone back there. He can bang and he can hit. He can stand up for guys and do the things that mm -hmm. we need, those intangibles. And he can also, you know, chip in offensively. And and he, he's pretty well-rounded, man. And you know how we were talking yesterday about those baby faces and those rosy cheeks sitting on the bench, these little babies? Like, he's a fucking man. And I like that about him. He's banging, he's crashing. He can yell. I, I bet you when he stands up and says something, everyone friggin' listens in that locker room. I really like how he's standing up and playing. And I want to see it sustained. I want to see him, you know, sustain this level and bring it into the playoffs. And I want to see guys like, you know, uh, TJ Brody do the same thing. And then you add some pieces on the back end. And all of a sudden, oh, remember when the Leafs back end was their Achilles heel? Wow, do they ever look sharp? They sure have changed the look of them. Look at the way these guys are standing up. And look who they added. And look how they're gelling together. It's like, oh, baby, now we're talking. Now these 5 nothing 
bullshit blowouts, you know, you, you got, you can fix those. And all of a sudden they do look better in the playoffs. And, you know, that's me and my positive thinking that that's possible. Like and McCabe's, uh, McCabe's put it out there saying, yeah, you know what? I, I can play and I can be effective. I, I completely agree with you. I don't know. I am just thinking in my head about last night's game and the first two goals for Columbus, like the Domi giveaway, then Morgan Raleigh rims the puck with nobody there. It's like, this is the type of shit that you do in like Timbits hockey, man, like <laughs> puck off glass past your teammates. And I don't know what it is, man. Like they turn it on autopilot against shit teams. Like we talked about it going like trap game, whatever you want to call it. Scheduled loss. Boone Jenner's not there. Columbus is just hoping that the season ends tomorrow. And then I thought the cherry on top, by the way, as I did mention yesterday too, your boy, Johnny Goodrow scores a goal. I thought he was effective. I thought he played well. Hell, Patrick Liney got hurt for the 3,000th time in his career. I still noted the fact that this guy owns the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, it is a distant conversation, obviously, when it comes to Patrick Liney and Austin Matthews, but Liney does show up against Matthews. He has 10 goals and 13 career games against the Leafs. But, yeah, everything that we thought would happen did happen, unfortunately, yesterday, Rosie. I know it's hard to get over. And like you say, it's just, it's brain dead moves, man. Like it's just, you start the game like that and it's just brain dead move after brain dead move. And like, and then they prove how good they are. Like one of the only teams to come back from five bloody goals in mm-hmm. the third period, like when all is lost, like Willie said after the game, like we knew we can get five and you know, they get challenged to put 20 on the net and stuff like I, I, I'd have a hard time not flipping tables and Gatorade jugs after those first two periods. Cause it's that frustrating. It's that unacceptable. Like yeah. it happens once in a while, but it like just to be able to like a scheduled loss, as you call it, like we just pencil it in like, Oh no, they're going <laughs> to lose to these losers. Like it's just unacceptable. And I've never seen a team. I've never played on one or, or been aware of one that's this incredibly inconsistent on the, the the major highs they can go to with the quality and and impressiveness of their play as a hockey team and then the incredible lows and just disgusting play in the same goddamn game man it's quite fascinating actually and i can't really put my finger on what it is but i it it just has to be a mental problem oh for sure and and the bewildering part for me is like look who's the president of this team like he was one of the most intense hockey players of his time in Brendan Shanahan there's no way in this world he watches this team and is like oh yeah they have what it takes to win a Stanley Cup, but clearly he feels that way. Let me tell you something. Watching the post game last night like really, really angered me and infuriated me. And maybe I'm the only one again. I always seem to be in the minority in these conversations. But nobody seemed pissed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I go out and I watch Jordan Cairo fucking crying last night in St. Louis because he ripped he ripped Chief Craig Berube after he won a cup, saying, I don't, you know, he, he was passive aggressive with his answer. The, the crowd boos him. And then I see the Leafs for like the ones that 1,000th time play down to their opponent. And after the game, all these guys could muster. I'm so proud of us for coming back. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, dude, they rolled them out one after one after one. It wasn't Ilya Samsonov. I think they were smart because Sammy would have been like, yeah, we were fucking shit. I was shit. But is it alarming to hear these guys come out and just praise the, the comeback? Like they gave you your stock cliche answers. Yeah, this sucks. Like, we sh- we got to stop doing that. But it was more like a conversation about them mounting a feverish comeback, which scared the shit out of me. It tells me they've learned absolutely nothing, Rosie. I'm going crazy, man. Yeah, I don't watch the post game stuff because their interviews kind of drive me nuts. Um, <laughs> a, you're not going to get any. A, you're not going to get any quality 
uh, any meaningful information out of them. Like this team, especially, and and they're smart to do so with the media there, but the, the token answers are, are a waste of time. But after that one, like, I want to hear John Tavares, like, I want to hear him like announce how unacceptable that is and how they're actively working towards never doing that shit again. But then you kind of hear like the old, yeah. Oh yeah. What a comeback and stuff. It's like, are we not, are we, have we, is it lost on us that we never should have been in that goddamn position? Like how unacceptable it is to be in that position in the third period. Like, is it that lost on them? Like, like, like you say, Brendan Shanahan, like, what would he be doing if they go down, you know, three, nothing in that, in that first part of the game? Like, where is the intensity? The, this is unacceptable. Like they just kind of do the same shit and just get deeper and deeper. And then this mental switch happens, whether they're cognizant of it, of it or not, or whether what, what's said to trigger that, like all that said was, let's try to get 20 shots on goal. Okay. But how do you turn yeah. it around that much, man? Like, are they just that offensively explosive and that defensively shitty where, if it's clicking for them, they're going to smoke teams. And if it's not, they're going to get smoked. Cause like that, the, the distance between their good and bad is so far apart. And the ability to be on either side of the spectrum, every single game that you don't know what's going to happen and multiple things that you can see both sides of the spectrum in one game, hell in one period. It's shocking. And it's just, it's wild that they're not more alarmed about it and that they're not, you know, verbally saying, yeah, good to come back, but holy shit, we should never have been in that position. It's unacceptable. We have to find a way. It's a collective thing. It's a mentality. Like I challenge every one of my teammates to, you know, step up on games where we we could potentially fall victim to this trap again. Like we have to learn we're bigger than this. If you expect us to go deep in the playoffs, this needs to be something that just does not fucking happen. It's not even close to that, though. Yeah, it's concerning. Put it this way. Would Mark Stone stand for that type of effort? Would Brad Marchand stand for that type of effort? Would Nathan McKinnon stand for that type of effort? Would Matthew Kachuk with Brady Kachuk? Like there's a billion players I'll name where it's like, I guarantee you, Rosie, if that happened to their team, they'd come on the mic and be like, that's, that's unacceptable. That was dog shit. We got the point, but fuck the point. They came out yesterday and they're like, yeah, I challenged them to get 20 shots on goal in the third period. And they did it. Great job, guys. And I shouldn't even rip on Sheldon Keefe because I don't think he's the guy. He knows he's got no control. These guys get paid a billion dollars a year. Like, who fucking cares? They know a new guy will come in and do the same shit, man. Like, it's it's infuriating when you see the lack of response. Like, I, I would love that. I agree with you. John Tavares, come out, rip the team. Like, you haven't used that card. You're the captain. You came home. You have all the respect. You had 1,000 points in your career. And the same fluff fucking answers. It drives me through the wall, man. It's it's crazy. It's not. Yeah, it, like, it reminds me of an NBA team, man. Like, individuals bunch of talent, bunch of money. Yeah. But you can't really say anything to them. Um they're going to do what they want anyway. There's no accountability. No accountability. Zero accountability. 100%. Yeah. I mean that's such a big word in a locker room. Like, there's a reason that coaches use that term and beat it to death is because it's it's literally what they need to see and it's literally what you have to have in order to have success and in order to, you know, negate these type of games from happening because they are so unacceptable, especially for a good team. But when it does remind me of like an NBA locker room where it's kind of like, yeah, it's like, man, like nothing's going to happen. No one's going to say anything. No one wants that to happen. No one's asking for that to happen. But when it does happen, 
And it continues to happen. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I know. Don't worry. Like, hey, we came back. We've got the five goals. Like, we got a point. Like, it's kind of like that. And it's like, oh, tiptoe around it. Don't like, pretty much. I wouldn't want John Tavares to step up and fucking like put a hole in the whiteboard and toss a fucking <laughs> Gatorade jug and say, wake the fuck up. We have an opportunity here to win a Stanley goddamn cup. And we're doing this shit. Do you guys give a fuck or do you care? Do you care about yourself or you care about this goddamn team? And this jersey and this fucking city. Do you want to win something or not? Now wake up because this is not fucking acceptable. And then everyone's going, God damn, I hate this man. Like, yeah, oh, I do not like living in this world. Let's go and do something to make sure that doesn't happen again. But it just seems like none of that happens. They just kind of like everyone's taping their stick. They, they don't oh, hate to lose. 20 shots. Hey, I think we can get 20 shots. Yeah, okay. Let's go try to get 20 shots. Oh, shit. We've. Ooh, we almost did her, boys. God damn, we are good. I knew we could get five. Ah, close one. All right. Where are we going for nah, let's get in the like fuck, man? Like it's just so frustrating. I can't imagine yeah. how frustrating it'd be to be a guy with some intensity on that team and expectations and just for them to keep doing this. They just don't hate to lose, plain and simple. And again, crystal clear as to what you know the the two glaring things are coaching, maybe core four that that's what ultimately my conversation just comes back to each and every time. And it's a perfect conversation we're about to have uh, Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year with the Wendy's daily face-off survivor pool. Sign up to play the daily face-off survivor pool to win weekly prizes like the new chicken strips and French toast sticks from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. Head on over to dailyfaceoffsurvival.com to play today. And uh, Kyle Dubas and Jason Spets are set to make their returns to Toronto on Saturday, the second of three meetings, if you remember vividly, November 25th, the Leafs going to Pittsburgh. Surprise, surprise. They shit their pants. Pittsburgh wins 3-2. I want a response. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting for a response on, on Thursday night. Mitch Marner got boarded, man. Not one fucking person even looked. I don't even know who. I forget who it was on, on, uh, on Columbus. They just, whatever. Got the power play, scored a goal. <laughs> That's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's hard to argue with that. But um, yeah, Pittsburgh comes to town. I don't know what to expect, man. I expect it to be, you know, they're playing average Pittsburgh. They're kind of underachieving, yep. but they have the ability to be a lot better. You look at their roster, their leadership, and their talent pool. I mean, shit, they could do something. Uh, if Jari decides to play, blah, blah. If we get some goals, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to decide that I'm going to bet on it going to overtime because they do that so often. I think it's going to be a coin toss of a game, and there's tons of value on the that. Playoffs, Rosie. It's practice for the playoffs. This is practice for the playoffs. The Leafs are practicing, okay? Call it whatever you want, man. I, uh, <laughs> I'm giving it the coin toss, and because of that, I'm, I'm, I know it's not the Botano wrap-up, but I, uh, all I close can enough. think to myself is I don't know what to, to expect, but I think it'll probably be close, and therefore I think it could easily go to overtime. So that's my only expectations on this. I'm not even going to have an opinion. I'm not going to have a, a guess on what's going to happen. I'm just going to sit there and go, it's a coin toss probably, so I'm going to sit there and watch and wait and see what, what happens. Man, I, I'm genuinely intrigued when they put Kyle Dubas on the big screen. They do the old video tribute thing. You, you, you'd have to think it's going to happen, even though they fired him. What the response is, a Saturday night, there's a couple beers, the holiday season. Like, this guy was beloved in this market, man. Like, I'm interested. I really want to see it. Maybe Spezza gets a louder ovation. But, like, I'm, I'm just curious, like, you know, the, the reception. And maybe that's the wrong building because we all you know. You think they're going to give a show. fucking tribute to Spezza as like the assistant to the general manager? Fucking Dude, they're boys. Now? They're fucking tight, man. They're freaking frack, buddy. Oh, whatever. It's weird, man. I don't know. Like, well, I don't even know why even 
acknowledge Dub as like he's a GM. It's cool, but yeah, I don't know. Just put him on the put him on the jumbotron, and people can clap or not if you want. You yeah. don't have to say anything. Right, and he's then getting even, a standing oh man, the fucking further down the line to Spezza. Jesus, I don't the know. Dubis sites are going to be out cheering this guy. They're going to be chanting Dubis's name on Saturday. I, I see it now. You think they will, eh? I would have, I would have now since he's heard, I'd have Ryan Reeves present. I'd have Ryan Reeves present with a uh, uh, present Kyle Dubas with like a plaque or something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't, I'm not into it, man. I don't see the point in that. He's a general manager. He did his best. He did some good things. It wasn't good enough. I don't video tribute. Oh, I, Jesus. Stick that to I players thought, and like trainers or something that uh, legends that have been that places for 30 years and stuff fine but just because he was a gm here we don't have to have a fucking video tribute it's like everyone gets a ribbon everyone gets a, a tribute sign of the times i guess yeah exactly it and uh the way people talk about kyle dubas uh you know the guy's a future hall of famer right so i think treat him that way <laughs> i don't see it dude okay <laughs> i'm telling you man you got such an early start he's got longevity in his uh going for him probably but he's gonna have to do a hell of a lot more if you're talking about hall of fame for anything like what no i was being sarcastic rosie i know um, no yeah. tribute or no nothing don't even acknowledge it it's dumb <laughs> that'd be sick just no sell not even don't even put him on tv don't even put his face anywhere we don't even remember you <laughs> put him on the jumbo and if people want to clap he can wave that's it you can put a highlight reel of him sitting in the fucking press box what are you talking about so dumb. Yeah, like that's that's got to be an extensive montage, right? Because it's not like he's a player. Like he doesn't have countless hours of him skating. Like it's just him, like walking at the board of governors meeting. Hence, why it's the dumbest thing in the world to put a bloody <laughs> video tribute to a past general manager. Like, what are we talking about? When did that start? They, they sh- I'm gonna watch now just to see if they do. Like, laugh. <laughs> exactly. I drew you in hockey night in Canada, and man, it, it just. I've had this this game circled. I had the Babcock game circled. I guarantee you if Babcock was there last night, the Leafs win 18 to 1. But he wasn't there. There was no inspiration, unfortunately. Oh, they need the inspiration, did they? Okay, well. <laughs> silly us for thinking they would have been inspired. Silly us, man. I, I think we're both delusional because we've had way too many of these shows and two seasons doing this show where it's like we're on air and like what the fuck just happened. But I will I will tell you in about uh 20 days they have a back-to-back home to home home and home with san jose and that'll be a lot of fun that will be a lot of fun to talk about anyways brought to you by batano the 2023 egr winner for both the best sports book operator of the year and best in place sports operator awards the game starts now we got the matthews goal last night at the very least uh give me the leafs in regulation against pittsburgh let's just hammer that well the opposite of me well i can't tell that baby i'm going ot this is a broken fucking man. Jay Rosal is broken after yesterday, man. My brain's broken by trying to analyze what goes on with this organization, man. It's uh, it is some kind of frustrating, but yeah, all you can do is move on. All right, over regulation. Yeah, cool. I just hope they do better, and I'm interested in the goaltending situation. What are they going to do? This idea that Chris Tanev is going to come in and everything's going to change is wild to me too. Like there is a systemic issue with this team, man. This is not me going nuts on a Friday. There's, there's an issue with this team, like legit issue. Maybe, maybe they just have, maybe just so offensive minded that up front when it's not going well, it rains, it pours, but then they can 
grasp their offensive mindedness and produce with it and get back in the game. And they just need to keep those couple of goals out of their net. And maybe a Tanev type of guy can do that. I think you need two like more legit guys, like a two and a three. I don't even know if that's possible. Um, but I would trade the whole team, trade every player on that team. Well, you're going to get your wish in the future. They're going to be rebuilding after this at some rebuilding. point. No, they're not. Yes, they will. They'll retooling have is the word you're, you're looking for. Yeah, retooling. They'll be retooling if they keep playing like that. That's for sure. Hey, you know, his retooling is uh, is Willie Nylander's agent because he's not getting 12 and a half, 13 and a half. Remember that whole conversation? Why is he retooling? Just because it's he's cooled down? He has he has cooled down significantly. I promise you the uh, conversation <laughs> from the front office to his agent was cooling down while he was hotter than a pistol because yeah. they... You just you can't pay the guy for you know the <laughs> the last week of play you know so I'm sure as much yeah. as he was saying I'm worth twelve thirteen but I don't know I I hope that I hope they can come to an understanding on his value I think it's gonna happen you know maybe right before playoffs or something when they're both like okay this is what it is let's just get this thing done so we can focus on making a run here that's that's my best guess but uh, I don't know Willie's a stubborn man and I imagine Tree Living is too. <laughs> Probably, yes. Uh, I just want to mention a wrap. Our friends over at Covered Bridge are in a giving mood this holiday season. So are the Maple Leafs, for that matter, which is, uh, I guess, great to see for other teams, not so much for the Maple Leafs. Over the next 10 days or so, they'll be giving away three prize packs, and it's pretty easy to be eligible to win. All you got to do is follow Covered Bridge on Twitter, AKX, at CB Chips, and Instagram, at CB underscore Chips, plus like and tag two of your friends in their promotional posts. About this giveaway for a chance to win an eight pack of storm chips and one branded plaid fleece. Reeds have never been my forte, Rosie. They have never been my forte. You know what is your forte that you almost did today? And with that in mind, let's get over the boards. You almost did. We got to bring that back, eh? Uh, I think people hated it. You did. (laughs) That's the real OG of the show. We had a shitty ass graphic and we got over the boards with our first segment. Now we just go into ripping the team. There's no, there's no delay. Now we just tee it up and just go full steam ahead, ripping on these guys. Well, they deserved it last night, so uh, I don't feel bad. They made me look Very stupid. Well yeah. Very well said. At the Leafs Nation 401, that's Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks, everybody, in the chat. Thanks to producer Aaron. And uh, we survived another week of this shit show. We'll talk on Monday. I'm fucking beautiful things. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Tick. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N.com. <laughs> you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation. You know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know.